You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pure Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. We are here, guys. We are at episode 300. Episode 300. My mind is blown that we have made it 300 episodes of this show. I've sat down and recorded 300 of these conversations. And each one is special to me in its own way. I learn something, I give something, I take something. Uh, I can't describe the feeling I get from doing this show. I really can't. Uh, it's something I feel like I need to happen if I go a week or two without doing one. Uh, even though the episodes are coming out every week, I don't necessarily do one of these every week because I build them up. And I start to get a little weird. I start to get a little strange. Brain starts to get a little weird. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a therapy of sorts for me to do this and connect with people on this level. And I just, I, I love doing it. I, I have learned so much over the years. It's been almost six years of doing this show. And in that six years, there's a lot of people that have been on my list and a lot of people I've gone through on the list, which I am completely humbled by. But when it came time to do episode 300, uh, it was a very, very short list of people I wanted to fill this slot. And the one and only Justin Chancellor from Tool said, yes, I will do the show. This was a huge deal to me for a couple reasons. The first reason is 
uh, being a fan of Tool since I was a young a young man. Of course, I wanted to talk to Justin because he's been a part of this band since I first heard them, and it has just had a huge impact on me musically, and just a super fascinating guy. Uh, the other reason is they don't do many interviews. So being one of the people that gets to be in that small group that get to interview these guys is something I've been trying to build this show into for almost six years. And the fact that it was even fathomable to ask for this to happen and have it come back with a yes has really validated what this show has become in my mind. Um, that is a, a force in the audio world. Um, you know, we see where the show sits in the charts on iTunes. I get an email every day that tells me where it's at. Um, and I don't really look at that very often because that part doesn't matter to me. But the, the part that matters to me is what comes in from the listenership telling me that, you know, they enjoy the show. The show helped them through something. Uh, the show gets them through their day, through their shift, whatever it is. Uh, but also the fact that I can make a list of people that maybe when I was younger or when the show is first starting would be unfathom unfathomable to put down on a list and say, maybe this would happen to putting these names down on a list and reaching out and having them come back with a yes. That right there validates everything in the last six years. All the work, all the hours, all the sacrifice of myself, my family, um, work. I mean, all these things all come together in this moment. And I am just completely humbled and, and so grateful to you guys for listening every week. Um, I couldn't be more grateful. And I couldn't be more grateful to Justin for coming on and spending some time. You know, I know he was nervous to do it, uh, which he mentions in the episode, which was also crazy to me. Uh, but when you think about it, he doesn't do a lot of these. So I'm glad we had a good time. I'm glad it went well. And I'm glad you guys get to hear it. So I'm going to stop rambling. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to get the business out of the way on this one. Um, we have rockabilia.com as our sponsor. Rockabilia.com. Pier 15 is the code for 15% off your order. Uh, go get some tool merchandise. It's all officially licensed from the bands over there. Thanks to rockabilia.com for sponsoring this episode. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I just really am stoked on this, on this, uh, milestone. Not only is Justin in tool, but he also has another band called MT void and their music is incredible. It's super challenging. Uh, it makes me feel a lot of different things, which we talk about in the episode. Uh, but the new album matters not part one and not is spelled like a tied knot in a rope. K-N-O-T, Matters Not, Part 1. Um, and I am just so stoked for you guys to hear this record. It should be out shortly. Um, I know they've still been working on a release date. And if that comes before we release this episode, I'll put it in the show notes. Otherwise, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, Matters Not by M.T. Void. M.T. Void. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm stoked for you guys to hear it because it's really, really cool. All right, let's get into this one. Episode 300, here we go with Justin Chancellor from Tool and Empty Void. 
doing? Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Justin? Very good, thanks. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you great. I can hear you okay. great. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound good. I'm, uh, I am got these uh, Beats, Power Beats in-ear things on I haven't tried before, so oh, sweet. just wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to do uh, camera on or off? Uh, I don't mind either way. I'm... What, I, what, what do you really you re just release the audio right correct yeah i just i use the video lately just because it it just um it tends to help with the conversation piece just being able to see each other but yeah i don't release the video can you see me i can see you great <laughs> i'm doing the same thing man i'm rocking back and forth <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta get the swivel chair going right <laughs> yeah absolutely I pace when I talk on the phone and I do, uh, when I do these, I'm usually rocking back and forth or, um, yeah, the studio is my happy place, which I'm sure you're, you're used to as well. Yeah. I'm actually in my studio too, right here. You can see in the background. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Right on. So, Are you in California then? I am. I'm in, uh, I'm actually in Topanga Canyon. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Just sort of on the edge of Los Angeles. Yeah, man. I'm familiar. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great. I'm being with somebody wow. on the same time zone is fantastic. <laughs> Are you up in Seattle? Is I'm that in right? Portland. Oh, Portland. Okay, cool. I yeah. love Portland. Yeah, man. Got a good friend of there. I uh the last show I saw before COVID shut everything down was you guys at the Moda Center with Author and yep. Punisher. Yep. And I <laughs> I was looking at my buddy Jake and we're watching the show and I was like, man, should we even be here? Like it packed out like incredible experience, but the, the, that overwhelming feeling coming over, everyone was kind of yeah. like, everyone was kind of like not touching arms and, and being super weird. And yeah, I had said it for like a year after that. Like if that's the last show I saw, I guess I'm okay with it. That was really good. And, uh, <laughs> i mean like what a way to what a way to go out if that's the way you know yeah we were actually uh we were you know that's when the rumors were really swirling around right i mean the news of covid was starting to seep in everywhere yeah and um i think the night before danny and i actually went to the same arena um someone invited us to the uh, basketball game so we were we were at the basketball the game the night before feeling exactly the same way that you're talking about, <laughs> um, and then not sure you know the next day we did the show but it was a bit touch and go whether it was going to happen or not and by the time you know obviously we walked off stage and I think your uh, your governor had, had had made the decision mm -hmm. over that period of time that they were going to shut everything down as they'd been doing you know in a few states before that. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was a little weird. A little you, weird. Did you guys go home right after that then? Or were you en route to the next show and then go home? I think we went to Eugene and we sat in a hotel room for about two days wondering what was, you know, what was really happening and if it was really all over or if it was gonna, you know, if it was gonna carry on or if it was bad in one place and not in another place. And uh we ended up going to Eugene um and then Basically, that got shut down as well, and we just flew home from there. Man, what a yeah, what an experience, man! I I the only reason, and I I don't bring the pandemic much up on this show because I like it to be fairly timeless. But the, yeah. the reason I bring it up is because it had a huge part in in Empty Void coming back. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Can you speak on that a little bit? Because I uh, just how, I mean, you guys, I want to talk about the beginning too, but after such a long break, you know, getting back into it, what really led to like, what was like the impetus of that besides the pandemic, like trading files? Was it just like reconnecting, like losing kind of the, the normalcy of what you were used to? Like, what was, what was really that brought that back? Yeah, I mean, it was really, really about just suddenly finding yourself at home. I mean, we were about to start. We'd we'd been to Australia and New Zealand, and we were about to do our U.S. tour. So it was really the very beginning of this Fear Inoculum um, album tour, you know, which had been a long time coming, obviously, Uh, a very long time coming. Um, but I mean, leading up to that was just nose to the grind, you know, on the tool stuff. And for, even for years, you know, we were, we were just getting there, getting there, getting there. Finally in the studio, got the album done. And uh, to be, you know, to actually make it out on tour was, was fantastic, mm-hmm. you know, to get, to get the album done and get out on tour. But then to suddenly find yourself back at home, was a little bit of a, you know, sucker punch, you know, it was a bit, a bit <laughs> it was a bit freaky, you know, and, and, and completely unexpected. Um, and I don't know, it's a bit like getting sent home from school, you know, you're like, well, what am I going to do now? I'm, I'm sitting at home, um, you know, play a video game or go for a walk or, you know, and I, you know, I basically just started talking to, to friends after a few weeks Um about maybe, you know, I was already in a very creative kind of vibe. Um, and, and just, I have a few people that I do stuff with and just thought, okay, this is the time to really, to really, uh, you know, channel those, those creative juices into these things now, because that's gone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. tool, the, 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 tour, the excitement of suddenly playing with tool again on a big show was over. So that adrenaline was going and it had to go somewhere. And I think, uh, you know, some, at the end of a tour, normally you come home and you, you don't really want to play very much at all, or you, you don't feel so creative, perhaps, you know, you need to take a, a long little, a long break, you know, mm-hmm. um, to rediscover your creativity. But this was a different situation because we were just getting going. Um, and you know, every, everyone was excited about it. So it just sort of came naturally really to, to, to get home. And after a week or so of, of sort of wandering around, <laughs> wondering what to do, you know, I just, I just started working with, uh, with different people. I'd actually started doing some stuff with, uh, with a friend, uh, Jimmy Hayward, who, who, uh, he's a filmmaker in Los Angeles, but I was actually doing some stuff on the road. I'd taken a little recording setup with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I'd actually, so I'd actually got in the vibe of recording my own stuff in my own time on tour already. Like I was actually sitting in my room in Eugene when, uh, those last few days and I was trading stuff with, with my friend Jimmy. So um, I don't know. I was, also, I was also kind of trying to embrace some other things at the same time as, as being on tour, mm-hmm. you know. So perhaps I had that going a little bit. I had the, the seed of it in motion. But uh, yeah, I just came home and I started uh, started trading ideas with Peter, and um, you know we'd had a few stabs at it over the, the years before that, but had never completed any any songs or pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we and, and immediately it was it was really rewarding um, 
sorry, get my text on my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> get, get away, get out of here. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you know, immediately that we we started to to be fruitful with it. So we just uh, we we pushed on, and it was kind of an, an amazing replacement for not being on tour anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got to carry on being creative. Yeah, that's something that's it's so ingrained. It seems like you know, it's it, when you lose that the 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 physical aspect of it of touring where you're out and you're yeah. I mean your days planned out you've got you know uh just everything lined up you just have to kind yeah. of be there and show up um, yeah. that creativity just it, it just gets lost sometimes like I don't I mean I know you you guys with Tool of course it's such a huge tour and a huge package and a huge undertaking it was so many people so many moving parts just being at home and just creating uh, has got to feel, feel great, you know, and, and that conversation, like you're talking about where you're, you're, you get home from tour, you don't want to do that for a little while. It's like, if I do four of these in a row, I go home and I kind of just sit quietly for a little while because it's, I'm so spent from doing that one thing that I love yeah. doing, but it, yeah. you have to, you have to recover and you have to to bring it back. Yeah. I think you need to take a break. I think it, it helps, uh, it helps the uh, stuff come in from the universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you, if you just keep pounding away at the same thing, you're in a way you're a little blocked off from, from receiving any of those, any of those messages, you know, Absolutely. or those melodies or whatever it is. So I always find if I, if I take, you know, a decent break or I, you know, I don't even plan it. You just, as you say, you just kind of get a little burned out or you, you know, too much of one thing. Um, and then you end up taking a week or two and then I pick up a guitar and stuff just comes to me immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I just keep pounding away, trying to find it, it's not as productive, you know, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult to, cause you want to remain like kind of what we're talking about is you want to remain open. You want to remain open to these signals, these, these ideas, these, these inspirations coming from the universe you can also get busy being open, like trying to, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, when you do get home and you're doing your thing, how do you find yourself remaining open? Like, are there things that help you do that? Like going on walks or, or you have like property or, or uh, a place to, to meditate or like, how do you remain open? Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah, I do. I go on walks. I'm a very outdoors person. Um, I think I said something about video games. I don't play video games. <laughs> I was just making an analogy of someone that comes home and doesn't know what to do from school. But um, yeah, no, I, I pretty much spend a lot of my time outside. Um, I, you know, I grow food, I grow vegetables. I've got a few fruit trees and stuff. I've got chickens um, and I live in a very uh, rural area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hiking, it's, it's, it's incredibly inspiring for me, but it also, it also clears out the cobwebs for me, you know, uh, you sweat it all out. And by the time you can, I mean, I, I go every morning, first thing I take my dogs out and I go for a massive hike and then I'm awake, you know, mm-hmm. and then I can even communicate or, uh, or, or create. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a real, real help for me creatively. And like, you know, I've said this before, but I, I, I'm very lucky. I have a studio in, you know, in, in the surroundings. Yeah. So I can literally go from one 
I could be out there digging in the dirt or on my knees, like pulling out weeds and have an idea and then be in my studio in 10 minutes, um, you know, and, and, and sort of bring that, whatever idea it was, you know, make it into something tangible. Yeah. I love that. I, there's something I talk about a lot and it's separating the creative space and like the home space, right. Where if my studio is, is away from my home, my studio, I have to drive to my studio. I don't, yeah, ever yeah. put it in my house because mm -hmm. I would feel uh, my creativity isn't the same for me. But what you're talking about where you can actually go out, clear out the cobwebs, you know, work in the garden, go on a hike, whatever, then creativity strikes you. <sighs> then you walk in and actually put it down on something that sounds good. Uh, yeah. How do you find having a studio on the property? Is it in a separate building? Is it in the house? Like, do you have to have it's, that it's buffer? It's a separate building and okay. it's really, yeah, that's really helpful. I have, you know, I have my laptop and, uh, you know, a, a really nice pair of headphones and a headphone amp up in my kitchen in the house, you know, so I can do stuff all the time, you know, of, of an evening when I'm just chilling out with my wife at home, mm -hmm. I can, if I feel the need to listen to something or go through something or receive a file from Peter or whatever, I can do that there. But I mean, when I really want to spend some hours uh, playing my bass or writing or recording or mixing or uh, just organizing stuff to send to other people, you know, that's, that's all done down here in the studio. And it's a little, it's, it's near the house, but it's, it's basically almost like a barn yeah. next to the, uh, next to the house. And it, that's, that's good enough for me, you know? Sure. Um, you know, the, when we write with Tool, I have to drive to Hollywood, which is nightmare. You know, it's like a, <laughs> it's like an hour and a half drive on the worst freeway in the world yeah. um, to get to to get to Hollywood. So this is kind of a, you know, it is a little. It's it's perhaps a little closer to get used to it. You have to go. You have to sort of, uh, you know, make yourself force yourself to 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 use it you know what i mean mm -hmm. because it's kind of you can it's easy to walk right by it. it's right there yeah. in your garden but uh yeah no it's it's i got my head around it now and i think actually to be fair the pandemic really helped that mm -hmm. um because we were just here you know we didn't obviously i'm sure it was the same for you we stayed at home for quite a long time at the beginning of it yeah um and you know, one can get on each other's nerves. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, you know, I was, I got used to coming down here for a good few hours a day and, and really it was a, it was quite a learning experience for me of, 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 you know, I started using all my gear and, and even just understanding how to use some of the stuff I'd never used before taking that time to do it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was in a way that really helped me, uh, you know, with these side projects and stuff and, and re recording techniques and such, man, that see, that's, that's the thing, like setting that intention to go into the studio, to go to the garden, go to the house, like that automatically sets you up to do that, to, you know, there's that psychological, uh, separation of something, you know, like, and, and, uh, yeah. I love what you said about the driving for tool practice, because is that kind of a metaphor too, for what you're about to get into when you get in there and you guys start hashing stuff out and just the struggle <laughs> back and forth, you're on the freeway, you're ready. And you're like, all right, I can take anything now and then walk in there yeah. and do it. I guess so. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a pretty brutal commute. I got to say that, but you know, what? on the, you know, on the flip side, the, uh, the, the great part of it is that you get to work in the car, you know, you get to listen to practice from yesterday. Mm -hmm. so I, that's pretty much how I, 
how I keep myself calm with, with, with the traffic that moves at five miles an hour. You know, I basically put some, put some jams on that we were working on and I just start absorbing it because, you know, when else are you going to do that than, other, yeah. you know, well, then when you're in the car on your own. So, um, so that's, you know, that's a way of making that time useful basically. Yeah. And on the way home too, you get, you get there, you know, good day or a bad day. We end up with something to listen to and, uh, you know, get back in the car and then you get to kind of like, uh, kind of enjoy it, you know, and listen to what you did that day mm-hmm. and kind of mull it over in your head and have some ideas for, for tomorrow. And then by the time you get home, you're like, all right, I'm done. I can, I can chill out now and, you know, hang out with the wife. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not oversaturating your mind, but making use of the time. It's like that forced, yeah. it's, it's a, basically a mini pandemic. Every time you're forced into the small <laughs> space it. and you can't leave. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's one thing that did get better was traffic during the pandemic. Everything up here in Portland, no traffic. Any time of day or night, you could just cruise on the freeway. Yeah. Any lane, anywhere you wanted to go. Freedom. Yeah. But that was the one thing that improved. Yeah, but. I did actually, I went, I went, we didn't go anywhere for a long time. And then one day I went, I think I went downtown for some weird reason. And I couldn't believe it. It was like the, you know, it was literally the zombie apocalypse. There was nothing on the freeway, no cars anywhere. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's back though. They're back. <laughs> They're back. <laughs> sure are. Everything's back in full force, man. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah. I, 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 I love your perspective on that because uh it's just finding the finding the you, i mean you could easily get frustrated in those situations but making it useful making use of the time uh is is something i love in that situation because people get so furious when they're stuck somewhere um, yeah but yeah staying open and receptive to that is 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 great i do you so when you guys are throwing ideas back and forth are you uh and, and this is for empty void like are you sending complete like demos back to each other? Or are you sending ideas and riffs and then just, just, you know, playing over the top of them and, and hashing out that way? Or is it, is it a little more streamlined? Um, really the, I mean, almost every time I'll have Peter send me something that I can play against. So he, I mean, he, he basically starts with a noise. He's a, you know, he likes to pride himself as a, a noise maker. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll take sounds from anything, whether he's recorded it outside or if it's off a little bit of news footage, you know, um, and then he'll crunch it and glitch it out and, and make it into something that is obviously not recognizable that, you know, than the original source. Um, but then he creates a beat in reaction to that. So he needs something to inspire his beat first. So he'll lay out this, this kind of uh, ambient noise and then he'll put together a, 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 you know, basically a drum kit, but with his own sounds, you know, in Ableton Live, he'll mm-hmm. put it together and create it um, with sounds that respond to, to, to the, the noise that he's got there in the first place. Um, and then he'll, he'll basically, you know, the noise has a kind of a rhythm and a, and a, 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 like a tide of its own. So he'll kind of like respond to that and make a beat to that. And then he was just explaining this to me the other day. I didn't even know he did those two processes before he sent it to me. You know, I assumed that the noise was just part of his, his kit or whatever, but he said, no, he does the noise. Then he makes the beat and then he'll send it to me. 
And I'll basically, you know, I'll just come down here and spend hours just uh, banging out as many different ideas as I can in a way, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, almost stream of consciousness, just, uh, just letting, letting it go wherever it wants to go. And I'll record maybe like, you know, 10 to 20 different, uh, I always start with the bass, 10 to 20 bass tracks. Uh, but then I'll listen through them and, and obviously decide what I want to send them. Um, cause you know how that goes. You send, <laughs> if you just send everything you've done to someone, inevitably they're going to use the thing that you, you wish you hadn't sent. You know? <laughs> They'll be like, oh yeah, that bit's great. And you're like, no, no, I've been thinking I didn't want to do that, you know, but, um, but yeah, so I, I'd, I'd, I'd cut, you know, edit them down a bit and then I'd send them back to him, but give him lots of options, um, and see what he reacts to. Then he'd like, you know, he might, I might be, feel really strong, strong about one thing for a verse or something and request that it be in there. But most of the time I just let him have a go at reacting to what I've sent. So he might even cut things together. He might then change his, uh, the structure of his song mm-hmm. and take out a big chunk of his beat. Um, and he always inevitably adds something more as well, but he will pretty quickly I'd say after a day or two, send me back something that he's now he's made out of what I've sent him. So he's created some kind of uh, new version of the song that has an edited bass, but he's changed his sounds a bit. He's mixed it in a bit. You know, he started to to shape the the tones together and stuff. Um, and we'll go back and forth like that for a while. And if I, you know, if I go, if I if I didn't appreciate something that he did or or if i missed something that he got rid of i'll tell him and we'll just we'll basically we don't really fight you know what i mean we pretty much we pretty much have a really nice reflective relationship where i really appreciate i'm always excited to hear something he sent me it's always cool to me when i get it i'm just like wow that's great and and he here's something beautiful in the stuff I send him most of the time too. So it's not like very often one of us will say, no, I don't like that. Or, you know, what's this? I mean, maybe, maybe there'll be a few, you know, there's a list of priorities and this, this beat I like better than these other ones, but it's pretty much just an, a, a journey of discovery, you know, mm-hmm. creative discovery. Um, but very like it's, it, it happens quite quickly, you know, um, we react to it. He'll, he's in Poland, you know, so I sent it to him in Poland. It's exciting. He gets like a, it's like he gets a package in the mail and he's like, Oh yeah. You know? And so he, you know, he'll work all night on it and then send it back the next day. I'll get up in the morning and there's something in the email already, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's quite an exciting exchange. You know? And it's more, you know, it's different until we take our time. We, we do a lot of exploration of uh, going down different avenues to see maybe if we did it this way, you know, kind of exhausting all the possibilities. But I mean, you know, it's there's a little more at stake in a in a, in a way, you know, mm-hmm. um, for us because you know we 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 have a following and and we also expect certain things of each other. But for me and Peter, I think there's less rules. You know, it's just we're able just to kind of freestyle and, and go like, wow, that's interesting. That's weird. You know, just like, let it go where it goes. Yeah. Um, kind of naturally, you know, man, that's awesome. I, I, 
it's like a conversation like you're having a conversation together it's i, I it's so yeah ah, i love stuff like that where it just kind of flows out and and uh let me ask you this this is a, this is something that just popped in my mind as you were talking because i uh, so you guys when with with tool you guys are hashing things out in a space exhausting mm-hmm. all avenues like you're talking about which you know it's a long process if the, say the pandemic had not ended and this was our new normal, mm-hmm. would Tool be able to do a record over the internet, not in the same place together, hashing ideas out like you're doing with Peter? Would that well, even be a possibility? I don't know, but we talked about it. You know, we did start talking about it and um, we started sending some ideas back and forth. We didn't get very far, you know, because yeah. it, it started, started to turn around, but uh, I can't really answer that question. I would like to think that I would like to think that we'd have to, you know, and we'd mm-hmm. want to, um, it, if it was the only way you could do it, yeah. um, then, then, then we would. And I would find it incredibly interesting to see how that panned out, you know, doing it that way, because it's, it's a whole different thing when, you know, you're standing there looking at each other in a room and, you know, you're feeling each other's energies and you're yeah. in different moods. And, um, I, you know, uh, it's a little, little more objective if you just like send someone an idea and they're not actually there standing with the idea you just hear it on your own um i think it's an interesting way of making music i mean it's totally it's totally opposite of of standing in a room with the band and writing music and looking at each other and go what do you mean you know like yeah you know or, or try this you know you don't do that you literally get to get the idea receive the idea listen to it on your own and do exactly what you feel yourself in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of like, I mean, it's a, you know, that's, it's pretty liberating in a way. Um, but it's just a different approach, you know, it's a different approach. And then, you know, um, you have to, it, it, if it doesn't work, then you're talking about going back and forth and go, well, you have to, you have to find out what the problem is. Um, so, and you've already kind of committed to something, mm-hmm. um, so, but I don't, I don't have that issue with Peter because we just, uh, we're just sort of excited to see what comes out of it, you know? Yeah. And like, like you said, the, the conversation is part of the, the whole appeal and the creativity of the project. Um, so, what, you know, where we end up is just where, kind of where we end up sometimes. It's not, it's not really too thought out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you find, do you find, uh, I love how you con- connected it to getting a package in the mail because <laughs> getting, isn't it, it's, that still excites me getting something in the mail oh that's God. not a bill, yeah. you know, yeah. like, uh, or, or still, when you still get a letter from somebody that's not an email, yeah. like a physical thing that they wrote their handwriting on, uh, yeah. you know, with music as, you know, Ian Mackay says it, you know, it predates language. You can, you don't need the, the verbal language, its own language. And I like mm-hmm. to talk about how, you know, just our bodies alone are instruments. You got a heartbeat, you got a voice, you got, you can at least make a sound, right? Most people can, uh, yeah. but you, your body is, is moving in motion together as one piece in harmony for most people. Yeah. And that itself, we translate that into actual sounds and actual feelings and ideas is so crazy to me to think about in that aspect of things. And you seem like a fairly, uh, and you know, I'm just assuming this from our conversation, but a fairly like, I would say spiritual person believing in energies and things like that. I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say religious or anything like that, but, but 
What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not so grown up things like hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh, has impacted your life, uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers. Tier one, 
tier two and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad free experience. Tier two gets you access to the peer pleasure pass cast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Conscious of energy, conscious of feeling, conscious of being for sure. uh, a, a vessel for something yeah. bigger. And that is inspiring to me to, to talk to someone like that because I feel that same way. You know, you just. Yeah, I, lo- I love the way that you say that, you know, you almost you almost said it, but you're saying that we're all singing our own song. Our bodies are, yeah. are, are making our own kind of album <laughs> in a way. Yeah. You know, the way we the way that we we are balanced in our in our physicality, you know. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's very that's very inspiring. Um, and I do. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely feel that energy, you know, um, I've, I find it interesting, the things that people like about something that you do too, you know, like, you know, say my wife says, Oh, that's great because she can see something that's very unique about me from, from the idea, you know, rather than me going, uh, is this cool or is it, is this heavy or, you know, like at me trying to, you know, uh, criticize my own ideas, people go, even with, you know, any band you're in, see a surprise sometimes the things that people respond to because they're actually responding to, to, to the, your unique kind of energy and mm-hmm. that they're responding to what they like about you and you, your band and your group of people and not what you, you know, not what you're trying to, give to them or, or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of a, yeah. Yeah. It's intimacy. It's intimacy yeah. on a very basic level. I think people have a weird definition of intimacy and they always link it to relationship stuff, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. intimacy is just being, I mean, you're showing when you show your wife a song you're working on, right? Like that's one of the most personal things you can show. Or if you think about it, literally, that's one of the most personal things you can do is mm-hmm. this is something I created 
and give it completely to them to listen to and decide you know whether they like it or not. The same thing you're doing every night to thousands of people is you're you're putting something out there in the world that is so incredibly intimate between all of you, whether it's you and Peter, yeah. whether it's you and the guys in Tool. For one, the bravery it takes to do that, regardless of size or popularity, to to create something and push it out into the world, not knowing what's going to come back, but actually yeah. contributing to the overall picture takes a lot of bravery, but also that intimate side it shows. It shows, you know, so much more than you could show in anything else is that artistic output. Yeah, it's a very, I, I mean, like the way you said it is right. It's a very vulnerable place mm -hmm. to be, you know, and I always said this, I, I think this is the case with Tool. I think the success of Tool is just that unique interaction of the four different instruments, you know, and the fact that it's it's actually quite, weird and, and uncomfortable and vulnerable but it's it's so uh it's full commitment from everyone to go there so what you get is the it's 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 like a re the recipe is the recipe and uh you know it's not it's not diluted in any way so i think that's that's part of the appeal i mean you know there's other there's other aspects to it and you know you write a nice song or whatever like uh, you know certain things stand out but i think the general character of it is is one of the strengths of it one of the great strengths of it just that it's very unique and it's it's unique because those four people are all very different and there's only one combination of those four things you know mm -hmm. um so it, it could be you know people people can be uncomfortable going there and then you can't really you can't really proceed unless you commit full commitment to being that vulnerable with each other and go like, this is me, that's you, that's you. And this is the sound we make. Uh, let's see if, you know, you know, do we like it? We like it. So let's see if anyone else likes it. And then it's exciting when other people kind of go, wow, this is interesting, you know, and they can be almost, they, it allows them to feel okay to be vulnerable too, you mm -hmm. know, and go like, wow, you know, I feel weird too. <laughs> well, that yeah. little bit of validation helps for sure, but it also, is that other person opening up to you saying, yeah. I like this, like yeah. accepting what you did and accepting that into their life. And it's just, a, it's just that you can get all crazy into it, but like there's, there's something yeah. there very basic. And, and one thing I was going to say earlier is, is I, as you can tell, I work construction. Now I was a touring musician for a long time. I was in a band called Portugal, the man, lots of touring got out of it when I started having kids needed to find something at home. So now right. I'm, a, I'm a commercial plumber. So I'm, I'm building the Ritz Carlton in, in downtown Portland right now. These, oh, wow. these buildings, the, the only reason I say that is, is these buildings, what we're doing to them, little things we're doing, uh, are for a specific reason. And it's because of vibration. These buildings vibrate, these towers vibrate to where if you put a piece of pipe in a hanger, you come back 10 years later to do a repair, that yeah. hanger has spun off of there from the vibration all that everything has energy everything is moving everything is nothing is standing still yeah and that's where what a what a nightmare for a plumber it's it's <laughs> terrible but also it just shows that everything is is alive whether it's yeah. concrete or anything it's all has an energy and yeah. it all affects everyone in there walking around how many people are walking around at the same time how many people are riding in an elevator how many people you know what i mean like the same yeah, reason yeah, you go, everyone gets up to go to the bathroom at the same time in a stadium. Mm -hmm. That's how you size the piping for that building because that's right. the most demand, right? Like that's the most mm -hmm. thing. Uh, 
So I find Amazing. that kind of interesting with that, how it ties together because it's, it, it just shows everything is, is all switched on whether you yeah, like it or not. Vibrating. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, that's it. And it takes me back to where I first discovered what you do is back in Alaska where I'm from. Uh, and I got the, 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 uh, I've always wondered, is it Inema or Enema, the record? Enema. Enema. Okay. I always feel like I'm pronounce, pronouncing it wrong. Cause it's like the blend of those words, but, uh, I got that back in middle school, late middle school is when I first heard tool. And it was like nothing I'd ever heard before. Um, but that was back when you had CDs. You had to go buy it. You had to go, you know, physically grab the thing. You couldn't just get online and do it. And there was always this mis mystery around, uh, you know, the band and, and like, you know, not a lot of photos, not a lot. Of, and of course, the Internet was new and you couldn't really find a lot of things. And it's been interesting to watch the transition between then and now, how it feels like anyone could get anything now as far as music, there's a lot more pictures. There's a lot more interaction. There's social media. There's all these things. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do you feel about that transition from the days when you could be not in the shadows necessarily, but you could choose a lot easier how much of yourself was out there personally uh, versus not versus just the music. I, I'm trying to form this idea into a question but well, no i think i know what you mean and first of all i want to correct myself that the song is called enema the song on the album is mm -hmm. called enema the the album will be pronounced anima anima and okay. it's it's a it's the female form of uh, the anima so it's it's a the a e is the anima anima okay i yeah. always yeah. feel like i'm pronouncing it wrong you know everyone says it different yeah. so I'm pro yeah, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for that, but <laughs> so it's probably it's probably. Um, but yeah, no, I think the uh, I think I think it's sort of a, a matter of choice, surely. Like how much of yourself you reveal. Um, if you're talking about artists and bands, and yeah, you know, uh, and the use of social media, I think there's there's probably a way of doing it where you don't you can stay mysterious, but um, if that you know, obviously, if you if you choose to to make it more uh sort of you know about yourself um sort of egocentric um it's kind of set up that way where it's actually quite easy to do that you know it's uh, it's all um you know pictures and short little short little um sound bites mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. little parts of yourself but very personal things about yourself in a way or, or images of yourself Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, I think that's easy to get carried away with and go down that road, but I don't think, I think you can still stay mysterious if you want to, if you want to use the same kind of functions to, to portray something more surreal or use, you know, get more creative with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd like to try and do that. You know, I haven't, I've only just started using all those, uh, Instagram and, and and facebook and all that stuff uh, for for empty void just to get it's really the only way you get it out there now you know you have to have these True. things to to um to to get through to the kids you yeah know? <laughs> so they have to they have to pop up on the phone you know for them to understand it so yeah um so yeah i don't know i mean i i think i don't know if that answered your question but 
there's uh yeah there's definitely a, a an aspect of of you know the media which is about individuals and personality and and basically the ego but uh it's, it's, it's in a shame it's a shame in a way that if that takes some of the art out of out of art you know what i mean mm-hmm. it would be nice if if it could be used and channeled in a different way and and kept creative yeah it, it, and that yeah. that that answers my question because it, there's a there's a uh, a line from a there's a, a band I, a friends of mine that i really enjoy called vox they were around for a while uh, and mm. with the last line of their EP was nobody's famous anymore. And that resonated with me because of the access that people have to everyone's daily life, right? Where they talk about like Led Zeppelin, right? They were still a mystery. You know, yeah. you can only get so much. And, and like the early days of tool through the, like what I was getting is like, I, I probably could have walked. I had that record started working my way backwards through the records. And then of course, continued on. But I probably could have walked past you guys on the street and wouldn't have had any idea. You know what yeah. I mean? That was Absolutely. then. Now yeah. it's like, oh, you know, here's this, 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 and this. This is this person. And of course, you know, uh, you know, the tool fan base is rabid with information and and trying, you know, uh same with like yeah. deftones and stuff. A lot of yeah. a lot of bands, fans bases are that way. Um but I mean, it, it it also became that much more successful. So more people were interested in seeing the faces you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean it's it, it is a matter of like numbers too when you know that you start to be recognizable absolutely um, yeah absolutely and and but then there's stuff like and i love this stuff where you put out like your personality right that 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 earn uh, that uh uh dunlop wah commercial yeah With the, i was pissing myself laughing watching that because i had no idea what was coming fuck <laughs> sakes mommy <laughs> <laughs> absolutely hilarious and i was like i would never see something like this back in back in the the early 2000s the 90s from you guys like where or or from any of you guys yeah. right like i, I love yeah. that about it is it yeah. was so i mean that was that hilarious. was really me stepping out on my on my own to to, to, yeah. to do something that was very <laughs> reflective of my personality you know i said if we're gonna do this i want to just do it kind of my way you know what i mean and i don't want to be so serious about it yeah which is really nice for me to do um and obviously it was my it's the the wah pedal was a a personal project of mine so yeah i was able to do that it was quite liberating that was i i i watched it again before this just because i wanted to laugh it was so good uh i love stuff like that you know that's that's the vulnerability too coming out yeah yeah for sure yeah. i mean i was i was sweating you know i was terrified of what anyone would think about it because it as you say it's a bit vulnerable and i was like will this be you know is this funny or is it is it silly you know i i, I want it to be be great you know like it really it really is a good idea to me but is it going to be taken the right way you know like you never know you never know i was a little paranoid before it came out <laughs> i but think it, it, you know, right it, it yeah, right. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it now. It's like you can't change it. You know what I mean? Once yeah. it's out, it's, it's I, I just thought to myself, I got to buy one of these because this is this is too damn good. Like it, it was. <laughs> that's the stuff. That vulnerability is, and I think that's the over overarching theme here is just the vulnerability and how important that is. Because doesn't it feel good though? Like 
once you like you're nervous about something, you're feeling it, you're 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 going for it, and then it happens and it's over with, and then you just feel that relief. Like it, absolutely, it's healing. I think like it really yeah. just cleansing. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a, absolutely about like you can't stand there and and be terrified of something and not and and just continue to be afraid of the you know what it is until you do it and know what it is and then when you find out what it is it's completely different than what you thought yeah. and 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 you've been there and you've actually achieved something and you've learned something new and you've gained a lot you know mm-hmm. um and you would never you would you just assumed that you knew what it was going to be like and that you're you were kind of afraid of something that you didn't even understand mm-hmm. so yeah when you actually go there and just you know a little bit you're you're brave, as you said earlier. You have a little bravery and put yourself in a vulnerable place, and you'll you'll achieve something. You'll learn something, and you'll gain something. Um, and hopefully, you know, if it's if it's shared with others, it'll it'll uh, contribute something to other people too, or at least inspire them. You know, creatively. Yeah, it resonates. It, it resonates yeah. through through everyone. That's that uh, man. I see this kind of stuff. I love talking about this stuff because it, it, it growth and, and uh, you know, cause that's, that's what happens is you're growing when you do yeah. those things. And then the next thing, maybe not, is maybe not be so scary. Maybe it's more scary. How do you, how do you deal with fear when you're genuinely afraid of something? Like there's the anxiety part, there's the butterflies in the stomach, but like, do you, do you find fear fueling or do you find it crippling at times? Ooh, I mean, I find it. <laughs> yeah, no, I find it. I, you know, I get, I get a lot of anxiety about even about doing this with you. You know, I had anxi- anxiety about it. Well, I, I don't do this very often. You know, I don't Man. talk about myself very much, and yeah. I wanna, I wanna do a good job for for my buddy Peter, and I wanna, you know, I wanna represent myself in a in a in a good way. You have all these, uh, you know, insec- I have insecurities about that, so my way of dealing with it is to just for starters say, yes, I'm going to do this and then get prepared, you know, just start thinking about it a lot and, uh, and writing stuff down and thinking about what, you know, perhaps I've got an idea of what, how it's going to go down. And so maybe I can prepare, prepare for those scenarios. You know what I mean? And just kind of go into it with at least some backup, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that's also, you know, and then I have moments where I go, that's ridiculous. You need to just like meditate and do nothing for, you know, the next two hours before you do something, just don't even think about it. I mean, I think that's also kind of helpful. If you do, if you do prepare a lot for something to give that final, like couple of hours where you just like empty your head and mm-hmm. forget about it all. It's like learning for an exam in school or whatever. You can have all those little cards with all the information on it and all the dates and all that stuff. And you can drum it into your head, drum it into your head. Mm-hmm. But eventually you need to like, you got to compose yourself and, and you get in the balanced place and be, you know, get be prepared and open for whatever the question's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know what you're going to have to pull out of the stuff you'd learn. So it's kind of a combination of both, I guess. Like I, I find it, helpful to be to think about what i want to say or what i want to do or you know if it's doing the video for the wild pedal what i want to you know what i want to portray um but also being kind of 
relaxed and composed and open to, you know, not the unknown, basically, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and being sort of having, having a car, you got to go into it with a calmness as well. Um, but that's also, you know, there's an element of fear with that. You know, you're, you're basically standing on the edge about to step off and you don't know what it's mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that can give you, that can give you anxiety, but you know, you could just, you can, you can get around that by just breathing and, and meditating. Not, not that I meditate, but you know, just taking a quiet moment to mm-hmm. relax and breathe and just kind of empty your head. Like we'll go for my walk around the land. You know what I mean? Like, so I did that this morning, went for a big hike. So, do, 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 you know? <laughs> so uh, get, I just got clear my head or anything, you know, knowing yeah. we were going to do this. That's the, the, I don't know. If, I don't know if it helps, but <laughs> it's, it, well, it's incredibly humbling to know that you were nervous about doing this because I, uh, this is, this is going to be episode 300. This is the milestone episode 300 episodes. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. By thank the way. you. Congrats. Thank you very much. Quite incredible. It's incredible. a lot of work, but it's also a, a labor of love. And and when I talked to Monica about it, I was like, man, I really would love to have Justin as episode 300. Like, what do you That's think? So and she's nice. like, well, the timing might be right on this. I was like, you're kidding. Uh, but I, so I, and this is going to be funny. I don't do notes for like my preparation for this, for yeah. all of these, since episode maybe 46 has just been, not meditating in the meditating sense, but just being receptive to thoughts that come in my mind mm-hmm. for these episodes. Like, you know, I knew I was going to be talking to you. So I thought about it a lot. Right. But I thought about not specific things, just kind of vibing on it. Right. Like when you're listening to a mm-hmm. record and just kind of let it play in the background. Yeah. And I have, and you know, in situations like this where you don't do this a lot. So I was like, I need to make this, good like and it's my job to drive the ship and make the make the conversation where he's not you you know you may it's not shouldn't be any stress on the guest but to stay true to my process you know i didn't take notes i didn't do it i i sat with the music i sat with my thoughts and then 10 minutes before i stretch i clear my mind completely and this is the one moment in my life where i'm completely in the moment work home i'm always thinking about what's next but right now these lights are on, like I'm in the moment, but I completely clear my mind before I jump into this instead of a big list of questions, because if I'm yeah. looking at those, I'm not looking at you. And if I'm, I'm not focused on what's happening, the conversation, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a very big deal to me. So even if it fails, I need to stay true to the process. And I really find it uh, a lot more rewarding to, to come with something that yeah. is completely in the moment and new then question 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 but i think you, you i think you've done a great job today I, with me i've listened i've listened to a few other of your podcasts and i, I oh, really, really enjoyed them yeah i listened to the jello one which is great. oh jeez that's so brilliant you ask one question i think yeah. i think you ask one question and then and then we were taken on a massive journey somewhere else you know Around the world. i just i oh god i love jello uh, <laughs> I, I was i was lucky enough to play with him once we did the Holiday in Cambodia with really? Jello. And yeah, we played, uh, I guess it was in San Francisco and he was going to be there and we learned the song and we got to do it, uh, do it live with him one time. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. And it was just a total treat, total treat. But yeah, no, I think you did a, I, I think it's, 
you know, you're doing a really nice job of just letting it go where it goes. And it's really refreshing. It's like getting hung up on all the, all the numbers and the details and the information mm-hmm. and the specifics. Uh, you're going to miss a lot of really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, congratulations. I love it. Man. Well, thank you. And I'm really glad, uh, you could be a part of this and, and, you know, cause I've been a fan of what you do for a very long time. And, and I like what you're doing with MT void is pushing a lot of boundaries in a lot of ways because it's so, it can be really uncomfortable some at some points. And it, but that when, when it, something makes me feel uncomfortable, instead of shying away from it, I run towards it and feel appreciative because it made me feel something. Right. It was enough to pull something out of me. Right. Or like a, like a, um, it's like a gift. You know, when yeah. someone makes you feel uncomfortable, makes you feel happy, makes you feel sad, they gave you something. And that's what I feel from that music is, is it's challenging to me. Cause it's un- unfamiliar. It's yes. like an unfamiliar feeling. And you're like, wow, what is that? Mm-hmm. And so that's why you're saying you get, you receive something from it. Yeah. 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 And do you feel that when you're, when you're working on it? Like, does that, do you feel that uncomfortable feeling when it, when it gets that way or is it all feel Oh yeah, no, for, for sure. I mean, I, no, no, I, I, I love that about it. The first and last track on on this album, uh, a completely one take. Like the the first track, uh, "Death Survives." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Peter made his noisescape, but the bass is completely made up. I mean, it's just ad libbed, moving my hands around, um, and we got to a point where after adding stuff on top of that. I don't, we didn't want to, we tried taking stuff out and then we missed it. You know, we're like, wow, no, that's, 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 that's gotta be there. That was so cool. That part, you know, I don't even know what it, what it is, but it's, it has to be there. It's wrong that it's gone now. So, um, I really, I really enjoyed the, you know, the, it was liberating to, to feel free enough just to do that mm-hmm. and just literally sit here and go, boom, 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 you know, for, for how long it is, six minutes, make mm-hmm. stuff up and then create, create, a song around that um, because it, it couldn't be more unique, you know, it couldn't be more unfamiliar and more, more original, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I, yeah, I really, uh, I do feel that uncomfortability in parts of this, you know, yeah. where it's just like, let it go, let it go. Even though it's a little weird, it's, it's, it's should be that way. That's, that's what we found, you know? So, so leave it in there. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, that's our vibe, really, me and Peter. We're just trying to, you know, it's an empty space, empty void. It's a blank canvas, just trying to come up with something original. Um, you know, we're not, we're not trying to be any certain way. We just want to see what happens and just kind of keep painting. And um, So it's exciting in that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's a very exciting record. It's a very ambitious sounding record like it 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 ju- it's it's pushing the listener uh in a lot of different directions and i really like that especially the last track uh is that that's you talking over the last track right yes it is yeah. what what is that from is that a what is that uh you know so i just i write rambling not really poetry or just thoughts uh you know occasionally you know i'll be on tour or wherever i have scrapbooks journals i don't really write a, i don't write a diary but i'll write a you know I, I and i'm not even really trying to write lyrics or songs but i've written poems i guess they'd be poems yeah 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I just went through my stuff and I found something that I thought could stand up because Peter wanted me to sing one track. I'd done it on the la- on the previous album mm-hmm. years ago. Um, we sort of tried to do this thing where we traded off, you know, he'd sing a song in Polish and then I'd sing in English. Um, or we'd both sing on the same song, but go back and forth. And I tried to do that this time and I just couldn't sing. I was like, I just couldn't, I don't know what it was. I just, I was like, Oh God, no, you know, like <laughs> I tried and, uh, I have material, you know, in all these books that I could use, but, um, yeah, I just, uh, we, we ended up deciding that I'd have a go at some, you know, like a spoken word piece mm-hmm. over this last, this last composed bit of music. Um, so yeah, it's just something out of my journal or my, my scrapbooks that I wrote. Um, and then, you know, we, you know, uh, Peter loved it, sent it back. And I just, all I could hear was myself, you know? <laughs> so I was like, you gotta, you gotta do something with this, you know, you gotta pitch it down a bit or something, or, you know, mess it up a little bit just to, just so that I can enjoy it too. Cause all I can hear is myself talking about myself. So, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, hopefully it's, hopefully it's, uh, you know, poetic and obscure enough and open enough that it's, um, you know, like any good spoken word, it just kind of inspires thought. You know, you hear a few little, you know, you you get a little bit of information in there, but it's really just a a, a thought provoking piece of spoken word, hopefully. Yeah. I, that's what, that's what I was going to say is it it was very, I had to go back a couple of times and like re-listen to parts to catch it because you start to get lost in the music. Then you start to get lost in the words and it just like it it it's just got a flow to it. Your cadence is is very peaceful. And that Thank paired you. with that music, like just you and me talking right now, your cadence, your your demeanor is very warming and, and peaceful. And uh, it was awesome to have that with the music over it, because the music is different than that. And it and that's where that push and pull comes in. And yeah. you can kind of decide do I want to go and focus on the words or do I want the words wash over and and ride the wave right like it's it's like a um like a choose your own adventure kind of thing i don't think you can absorb it all at once you choose one or the other and then you appreciate the other more because you understand both parts yeah absolutely i mean and that's all a lot of that's in the mix too you know like we're taking that care at the end of when you of the recording process to go and we do a lot of that in tool too we try and make everything sing together you know nothing uh, sometimes things need to take over, you know, there's a very important line or, or a, you know, a guitar lead or something. Sure. It can jump out and stuff, but the general harmony of the piece of the whole piece uh, needs to do what you're saying. It needs to push and pull mm-hmm. and be like this one organism that's kind of like, you know, like the, the octopus when it sort of keeps forming to different things and changing colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and I think you, you know, that's when it's the hardest part is the mix, you know, when you're, when you're organizing all the sounds, I don't know if you found that with your bands, but oh, yeah. it's really, you know, and everybody hears something different, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, even, even this is probably the only, the hardest bit between me and Peter. It's that I can hear, I'm like, you don't hear that frequency, you know, like going through the whole thing. He's like, I can't hear it. Like, what are you talking about? Literally people can hear different frequencies you know so oh, yeah. i find the mixing process is always very challenging but i I'm, I'm happy i thought i thought we we pulled it off most parts and and like 
there's different people playing on different songs as well. There's a real, the Eric in Proto drummed on one of the tracks. So good. Um, so good. Beautiful. Right. So and, good. but then, but then we suddenly, we had to mix a live drum kit, you know, with, with our, you know, perhaps you, you know, you get a little comfortable with your standard way of doing things when you're working just two of you. Um, so that was really challenging. That took quite a while, you know, back and forth, just mm -hmm. going, you know, what Peter's idea of like how the kit should sound. And then what my idea was, um, but in the end you pull it right in almost in between the two of your ideas and it sits, that's, that's the combination of both of you, you know, unless you have someone else come in and mix the whole thing and they make it sound the way they want it. But we did the, the, the whole mix together, two of us back and forwards until we were both happy basically. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it is it's just, I mean, it's your output start to finish. Yeah. And yeah. Eric's one of the best drummers I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. incredible, incredible addition to that. And, and, uh, man, I, I am, I'm excited for everyone else to hear this record because it's, it's incredible. I've heard, I'm sitting there in my car, like, this is they, uh, like I always enjoy getting things early. It's like we said, get things in the mail, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah, I'm yeah, sitting yeah. there in the parking lot, looking at people walking by, like you're not hearing this. You can't hear this right now. Like, you know, it's always yeah. fun to get that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. but I'm excited for the rest of the world to hear what we're talking about because, uh, uh, I think a lot of them are going to feel the same way and, uh, cool. be really excited about this, man. And I, yeah. I just, it's, it's really awesome to know, uh, you know, just to connect with you on this and, 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 um, for you to be episode 300, I, I couldn't think of a better person and, and I really appreciate the time and, and the, the thought that went into this, you know, that you were talking about thinking about what we're yeah. going to be doing. I, I mean, that means a lot to me, you know, and, uh, I really, uh, appreciate that. And the fact that you don't do this very often, um, you know, makes it all the more special because, you know, you could have been literally doing anything else for this last hour you know, on the property, doing whatever, playing music, you know, it's not Loudwire, it's not Rolling Stone, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a labor of love project that has connected you and I now. And, and, uh, yeah. I really find that special. And I really just want to thank you for, for taking the time and, and saying yes to doing this. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate you as well. This has been a total pleasure already. I really dig the form of it. I, I like the fact that we just went on a little, journey yeah <laughs> you know? a hike, um, a hike. It's, it's good it's perfect it's beautiful and uh you know what you should talk to peter you should if you get a chance to, to do this with peter he's fascinating Absolutely. and you know he's a, he's a lot smarter than me as well so he can give you some he can give you some real facts <laughs> <laughs> man well i i appreciate yeah. it and and you know uh the the listenership of this show a lot of people don't uh either wouldn't couldn't or would be interested in in having these conversations themselves and like to be the fly on the wall listening in um yeah and i try to do the best for them as well as for you uh to make it as easy as possible and painless and and hopefully it's it's a, a good part of your day and and uh you know you can get back to business yeah. but um yeah uh thank you for the time and thank you for all the music uh i always say that too because i've been listening to what you do since i was in middle school i'm 40 years old now and uh it's it's got me through a lot of things and it's 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 imprinted on me in a lot of ways um i know you get that all the time but i just it, i like to take the chance to say thank you personally oh, i appreciate it you're very welcome and uh this yeah this has been a joy it's been a real pleasure to meet you you really, as well yeah 
Excellent. Thank you. Well, hopefully we can do it again sometime and, and, uh, and just, yeah, thank you for the time. And, and, uh, Hopefully Monica will be pleased as well. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, we should say the album's going to be out in October. We don't have a specific date, but it's going to come out uh, this uh, this coming October. So, Excellent. I'll, I'm going to put yeah. all that in the intro, too, the intro of oh, the okay, podcast. Um, okay, perfect. I give all that information. That way Monica can give me like up-to-the-date information because this won't yeah. come out until September 5th. Um, so it. we're just doing it to get it done in advance. Um so I'll, I'm sure we'll have more information by then and, and I can put it oh, right uh, in there. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Perfect. All right, my friend. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, mate. Thanks, D. All right. See you later. Pleasure. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed episode 300 with Justin Chancellor from Tool and MT Void. What an interesting, interesting chat. That tur- that went directions I had no idea it was going to go, which is usually the case. Uh, but to know that Justin was nervous to do the show, uh, was super interesting too, because so was I. So, uh, I guess that's how it goes, but 300 episodes down guys, we got many, many more to go. I've got more done now, but, uh, I wanted to get this one out, man. I'm just, uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I'm just really, really excited to reach this milestone and see where things are going to go from here. So thank you to Monica for setting this up. Thank you to justin for coming on board thank you to all of you who have downloaded or shared the show rated reviewed it i mean i can't thank you enough i know i said it in the intro but i'm serious and i love each and every one of you guys and um you know if you like what you heard and it's your first time here definitely give us a follow on the socials give us a rate and review tell a friend about us download them all uh i don't know if you have enough time in your life but there's a fucking shitload of these episodes now so Uh, Anyways, guys, I'm going to get out. I'm just going to keep rambling. So I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for 300 great episodes. And uh, as always, we'll see you on the radio.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.